This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. 24-3 was the final from Wallace Wade Stadium. So let me start here with you, Corey. Um, what, what is your big takeaway coming out of the game from an NC State versus Duke perspective? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on as always, and I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, you know, the biggest thing that I had coming away from that as far as NC State and Duke was, you know, the, the fact that, I mean, Duke's defense for, for everything that we, uh, you know, I, I even talked to Adam Rowe, a guy that works with us right. 24-7 the week, the week prior, and he was like, yeah, so, you know, I think I think this defense is good, but they haven't really proven it against anybody that's a, a, a big quality opponent. Obviously, Notre Dame was good, but that was the most points they had really given up. Uh, they, they proved it, more than proved it against NC State on, on Saturday. But I also thought there was a lot of moments where NC State shot themselves in the foot on the offensive side of the football, uh, especially with all the false starts, all of the, uh, you know, the motion penalties, things along those lines. Um, so, you know, there, there's still a lot that, that needs to be learned about uh, NC State and, and MJ Morris. And, and hopefully we'll find out over the next few weeks where, where things really stand for this team, especially coming off of a bye. So what what are your thoughts about MJ Morris? I liked the wrinkle of lining up Casey Concepcion in the backfield and getting him the ball that way. Even Gray getting him the ball in the back. He dropped a couple of passes, but just getting him the ball, guys who look to be to have some missability, if you will. I liked how they did that. Uh, overall, what is your read on where Morris is? Yeah, you know, I think <laughs> there's some frustration for Morris coming off of uh, off of Saturday night. You mentioned the drop passes by Julian Gray. Uh, I thought they tried to get the ball uh, to your in your playmaker's hands. We saw it against Marshall. You know, the pop passes for for KC and uh, you know the potential there for Julian Gray. Um, but you know, I think the the frustration comes from. You know, he threw the one interception, which was a poor pass. You, you can't make that type of pass. Uh, but, you know, the, the drop passes, there was, uh, I think it was Pro Football Focus credited NC State with five drop passes in that game. Uh, and I thought there was several passes that, you know, if you contest those, uh, they come away with. you got to make some of those physical grabs, you know. And right. if, you, if you count those in, I mean, there was probably seven, eight, you know, nine throws that MJ Morris made that were good throws that if you have separation by your wide receivers, if you have, you know, the physical play from your wide receivers, something we haven't seen since, you know, really Emeka and Mezzi two years ago, uh, Kelvin Harmon prior to that, you know, Jacoby Myers was good at making those difficult uh, catches. And you just, you aren't seeing it from some of the wide receivers for NC State so far this year. Corey Smith, Packbride is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show at R. Corey Smith on Twitter. Defensively, what happened on the, like there was the one deep ball to Jalen Calhoun. They missed him another time, uh, where he was wide open and uh, Beelan just overthrew it. Uh, what happened on that play? And what happened on the uh, did did State have five players on the field on the Jordan Waters touchdown run because he just made one simple cut? And there was nobody. Yeah, I mean both of those were missed assignments, and and one of them. Uh, the, one of them was actually Terrence Henson, a guy that's a, a young DB uh, that came in and, you know, has made some plays so far this year, but that was just a, a complete miss on his part uh, when it came on the Calhoun 69-yard uh, completion that he had. And then, like you said, I mean, there was there was more than just the one. You know, you think back to 
Henry Bielen, you know, his big 26-yard run that, you know, NC State had him backed up against the goal line twice. Yep. Uh, just missed, you know, on both of those. One was uh, one was a 26-yard run by Bielen where, you know, two linebackers get sucked into the gap and they just completely missed it. Uh, and it left a, a wide open, him a wide open lane. Uh, luckily, you know, Peyton Wilson was able to run that one down. Uh, but then the other one, you know, the 80-yard run, just, just nobody there. I mean, you just completely missed uh, on both of those. And then, uh, you know, this, this defense has been, you know, work in progress throughout the year. It's, it's frustrating because you come away with, you know, only allowing 24 points to an ACC opponent. That seems like it should be enough to win, but there's been so much pressure on this defense throughout the year that you give up those explosive plays at all to any, any ACC defense or any ACC offense right now. Uh, and your, your offense is just not able to, you know, come to the table with anything to be able to give you some complimentary uh, football on the other side. Corey Smith from Pack Pride is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Like, yeah, I think NC State probably dropped more passes than Duke dropped, and they certainly committed more penalties. I think both sides kind of uh, tried their very best to keep the <laughs> to either to keep the other in it or to keep the game close. Duke had the lead, so uh, they did everything they could to keep give NC State some hope, uh, and State did everything to take that hope away from themselves. Uh, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, what is the future right now? Do you think is Morris the guy, or is there? Uh, are, are there players that have not yet hit the field that can help him out? The offensive line, sir, they cannot run the ball. That, to, be, to me, is the biggest difference between these two teams, that Duke has some semblance of a running game even against a good team, and NC State really doesn't. Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, four pack pride. If you, you know, you know, shameless plug here. That's fine. Uh, but you know exactly what you're saying. You know the fact that NC State, you know, on some of the players that we haven't seen. You know, particularly in the offensive side of the football. And when I say haven't seen, I mean haven't seen enough of. You know, a guy like Michael Allen comes off of a game where, you know, he he rushes for 70 yards, has a touchdown against Marshall, which you know maybe that not, that Marshall defense doesn't look as good as we thought. Uh, you know, the previous mm-hmm. week after what they did against Georgia State. But, you know, Michael Allen is a guy that, that has played well when, when asked to, and he's rushed for over five yards per carry so far this season, and he only got five touches uh, against against Duke this past Saturday. And, and you might say, oh, well, they were down by, you know, three touchdowns at, at certain points of the game. Well, he only got two carries in the first half, and NC State yeah. was in the ballgame uh, in that. There's another guy, Javante Vereen, that we saw against Notre Dame, who it appears must be in the doghouse or something because he didn't play in two games. Uh, Duke, he didn't play in at all. Uh, he had 65 yards, led the team against Notre Dame in week two, and we just haven't seen anything from him. So, you know, I think this is a week where NC State needs to kind of take a step back and, and figure out, hey, you know, what what is this offense? 
what is the strength of this offense? What can this offense be? Uh, and try to figure out ways to implement some of these younger players because, you know, right now there's five games left of the season. You have to figure out what you have going into not only find ways to win games this season, but figure out what you have going into the offseason because as of right now, you're looking towards the future at quarterback. You're looking towards the future at you know, your key wide receiver position right now with Kevin Concepcion. But, you know, you got to find out of these last five games if MJ Morris really is the guy because, you know, I, I do think he played really well against Marshall. I don't think he played well, you know, at times against Duke, but uh, that's, that's because of Duke's defense. I mean, again, Duke's defense was really stout. Uh, you also didn't have a running game uh, outside of MJ Morris in that game. Yeah. So I just feel like you, you look at this, this offense and it needs to be figured out in these next five games whether or not MJ Morris really is the guy. Yeah, by week, then home against Clemson and Miami and back-to-back weeks. Uh, both of those teams have outstanding defensive clubs. I know Miami didn't look like it because they got housed by North Carolina, but I think North Carolina is a next-level team at the Tar Heels. By the way, if you if you have tickets to NC State, there are three great teams coming uh, to Carter-Finley Stadium between now and the end of the season, so uh, tailgating should be a blast. Corey Smith, uh, at our Corey Smith from Pack Pride, I appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, by the way, Corey's supposed to join us last week, but he's being a good dad and chaperoned a field trip to the North Carolina Zoo. So, real quick, favorite display from the North Carolina Zoo? I mean, it's always a giraffe. Yeah. The giraffe or, uh, you know, the polar bear was great. The, uh, the kids got to see, uh, you know, the, the polar bears eating some food uh, directly in front of them, so they love that. But the giraffes, when you walk over there, it's just like, wow. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a feat to behold. Did you feed? Did you feed the giraffes? We didn't. Uh, my, my daughter actually uh, went two weeks prior with uh, with the wife, and she got a chance to do that. That was her favorite thing to do. Uh, and she had a little zoo trekker badge, but uh, yeah, she didn't. We didn't get a chance to do that. It was an extra fee to do that, and we had, you know, I had, I had seven kids, so uh, we weren't going to be able to get all of them in on that. So, w- would they charge you now to feed the giraffes? They do. They do. Apparently, you're paying for lettuce. So, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to text you a quick video of uh, of my son feeding the giraffe. There was cool. It was a giraffe named Jack, and that's what my son's name is. I didn't realize that the uh, I, th- I thought all giraffes were named Jeffrey, but that's another thing altogether. Uh, <laughs> fed as well with Jack. So. Hey, Corey, thank you very much, man. I appreciate your time. All right, I appreciate it, Adam. You have a good day. You got it. Good dad. That was cool, right? Yeah. Have you been to the uh, North Carolina Zoo? Oh, many a time. Shouts to Ashboro. Yes. That uh, was, I don't remember what grade it was, but it was mandatory. Yeah. I think we did a uh, a third grade yeah. trip. I chaperoned a third grade trip, so it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you could, you could hand the drip. They like romaine lettuce, apparently. Oh. Iceberg. Fancy. Get that no, crap out of here. cheap stuff. I don't want the iceberg. Give me romaine. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we we just feeding giraffe lettuce. Wow! You know what you're not allowed to do? You're not allowed to pet the giraffe. Oh! You can give him lettuce or yeah. her. I don't. We don't know. I didn't check. <laughs> right. Uh, but Jack you can't. Or Jacqueline. Right. Can, yeah. Right. Can't. Well, they said specifically it was Jack. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Could have been short for anything. Wow. But but you can't pet them. You can't pet them. Don't touch them. Just give them. They'll just come take the lettuce right out of your hand. They're not cuddlers. Giraffes aren't cuddlers, I guess. No, not. I, yeah. I don't think so. That's why they don't want you to pet them. <laughs> <laughs> so. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? 
The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.